Alright, hello guys. You are listening to the second episode of Pop. Today we're going to talk about book-to-screen adaptations. My name's Kirsten. I'm Isabel. I'm Valentina. And we're going to start off with, of course, Harry Potter. Ah, yes. Harry Potter. Who doesn't know Harry Potter? Uh, I guess first news in the Harry Potter universe, not necessarily Harry Potter, but you get what I mean. Uh, Fantastic Beasts, that's coming out in a couple of weeks, and it's been announced that it will now be a five-part movie series. So many. I don't know what you guys think about that, but it's a few too many for me. I personally feel like Harry Potter is like, the classics are the first original, I guess, eight movies. So I think adding to them is, I mean, obviously they're trying to make money, but yeah, I don't know if I'll watch them all. Yeah, I don't know. I still haven't watched the originals, Mm -mm -mm. so don't know if I'm going to be watching these. But I know my sister, she's 12, and so she's just getting into them, and she, like, loves all of the books. That's great that kids can still get into it today. Yeah. Like, the fact that constantly when kids turn 11 or 12, they get into it. I love that. Yeah. And honestly, I think the movie, the newest movie, Fantastic Beast, Mm -hmm. um, it allows for not, like, a new generation but because like it's not hasn't been that long, but mm-hmm. a new like age group That's to true. like yeah. rediscover Harry Potter. No, I agree. I think you know because a lot of kids are like, oh, those are old. Can't watch those. Can't watch old things. So mm-hmm. just something new. J.K. Rowling can Worry put about out there. That old. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, then again, like when I when I the first like Harry Potter movie I went to see like in theater was like Deathly Hallows though. So. Yeah, I got into it really late. Like the last. Yeah, I read. How old was I? Like like thirteen or something. Mm -hmm. When did that come out? Like two thousand eleven. The last the last the last two movies or something. I think came out like later. Yeah, really. Um, I don't remember. Okay, Deathly Hallows Part Two came out in two thousand eleven. Wow, you were right. Yeah, I remember my tween years. That is so strange to me. Puberty. (gasps) Yeah, it feels like long or more recent. Right, more recent. I did, um, they had, it's called LeakyCon. It was a convention in mm. Orlando. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was so, in- I went to it and then we did the midnight screening of the movie. It was the best thing in the world. Yeah, I don't know. I never got into Harry Potter. I'm, I'm not much into fantasy in general. Mm-hmm. And like, I didn't even start reading the books until the last book came out. And all my friends were like, Valentina, you love to read. You need to read these books. And so I started reading them and I only got to like the third book. If you don't keep going right away, you definitely will fall out of it. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. And like, I only, I didn't love the books. So I was like, eh, whatever with the movies. Mm-hmm. Like I've seen the first two, I think. And the others I've seen parts of just like when they're playing on TV and my sister's watching them or something. But that's it. Man, those uh, ABC family uh, oh, Harry the- Potter weekend marathons. Oh, yeah. I oh, feel like God. they have one at least once a month. Yeah. And now we're finally at the point they have all the movies. Even though they're I not remember, Christmas, but they love yeah. to say that they are. Yeah. I, I remember when they when they used to just play up to the fifth movie. And now it was, I just turned on the TV one of these days when I was at home. And it, they had up to like the Deathly Hallows. I was like, wow, Seriously? what a time to be alive, you know. Wow, finally get them out. Yeah, they finally got the rights to those. Yeah. But um, I don't know. For like five movies, like I love Harry Potter. I read like all the books like three times. Like don't even get me wrong. Like it was my thing but i don't know i mean if if they're all great movies and like perfect but i don't know about well, i'm skeptical but <laughs> yeah 
whatever. Because well, how many books are base are the basis? It's one skinny ass book. It's one book. It's yeah. literally it's twenty not, it, pages. It's, it, it's like Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them is based off a textbook in the Harry Potter universe. And it's like a pamphlet when you yeah the, it's, yeah it's in legit. person version yeah you get in this little it's a little cute like it's like almost a decorative thing mm-hmm. than in a book so I so then how are they making five movies out of them I don't understand that imagination <laughs> yeah JK is there to I mean she is I guess giving them things but still yeah. I agree I think yeah. that's insane just yeah. like see how it goes and then you can you know but well, we'll see how it goes I hope it's successful. At least, I mean, I'm sure the first movie is going to be good. Hopefully the rest will be too. Okay, and continuing with that, there was this really cool video on YouTube from Vox, V-O-X, about, it's called Harry Potter and the Translator's Nightmare, all about uh, the struggles of translating all the different uh, things in Harry Potter, like, you know, the the wordplay and alliteration and things like that translating you know and um ideas very like british isms translating that into different languages and cultures and stuff mm-hmm. so and we have a little snippet of, of the video to play all right we're gonna play that now the main characters first names harry hermione and ron mostly stay the same across languages with small changes to accommodate different alphabets and phonetics That's easy enough for conventional names like Harry Potter, but many of the other proper names in the books carry loaded meanings, meanings that would be lost if it's not translated. Take Severus Snape. The name invokes severity and sounds like snake. So the Italian translator made the jump and named him Severus Python, which is basically Python. All right. So what did you guys think of that? I think it's extremely interesting that, I mean, you you don't really think about it. You know it's... You know they have to be translated, but you don't actually think about how the cultural aspects, too, of the British culture and how it has to be translated um, to other places that don't know about certain things. Like, as you said, boarding school and stuff like that. Like, you you have to think about every single thing when you're translating a book. Yeah, definitely. A basic thing, too, was just the first book was published as The Philosopher's Stone. Mm -hmm, And in the United States, we read it as The Sorcerer's Stone. So... That's one thing. Because a philosopher is something completely different mm-hmm. from a sorcerer here. So, And again, um, going back to the adaptations of the movies, it's the same thing if someone watches in a different country. Do they understand the foods they're eating, the school they're going to, like just seeing it on screen, will they understand it? Yeah. It's really hard to think about. Right. Just little, I think, little things too, like little jokes about the culture that mm-hmm. can be made, even in something like Harry Potter. Um and the video also talked about how a lot of the words are made up and how they wouldn't make sense. Obviously, they're made up here, too, but it just wouldn't translate well. So they had to just come up with words that made sense for the language by putting two words together, yeah. which is cool. And like in the video, in the clip that we played, um, they talked about Se- Severus Snape. And that's like alliter- alliterative. But yeah. in other languages, it wouldn't be like in the Italian. It was Severus Piton, mm-hmm. yeah. So that's S- an S and a P. That's not alliterative. So it doesn't give off the same like severity. Yeah, as I said. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, like, I feel like even like I've seen movies. Um, 
I think, I don't know if they were like English movies, like Spanish subtitles or like vice versa. I speak Spanish and all that. Even then I notice I'm like, that's kind of like, that translation was a little off yeah, right there, you know, like another thing really cool that happened. Google and Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them collaborated to make an app only for Android um, where you can do spells on your phone, which is really cool. Uh, one of the things you can do is uh, the Lumo spell, which turns off turns on your flash and then turning off your flash with another spell and then there's another spell to turn off your ringer notifications which is silencio yeah yeah, right and you'll you do all this by saying okay google spell you know yeah see the spell so i have an android phone the only person here (laughs) android phone yeah team android um so what do i do i say okay google Mm mm-hmm and then Lumos. And then Lumos. Oh, no, it didn't pick up because I said... And, and then. then, yeah. Okay, hold on. So, okay, Google. Lumos. Oh. <gasps> My flashlight's on. Just so you guys know, yeah, you can't see it, but her light did come on. Yes, and it probably went, like, right now you have to your say, eyes. You have to say uh, <laughs> Nox to turn it off. Nox? Okay. Yeah. Okay, Google. Nox. Oh, it turned it off. Worked. That is so cool. It's okay. kind of funny. Do you want, I don't know if you want to try the the turn off your like ringer one. Okay, so I say silencio. Mm-hmm. Okay, Google, silencio. It just turned off my volume. It look it gave me an option to open the volume settings, and oh. it just turned it. That's super cool. How do I turn that on? I have no idea. <laughs> I have to fix that. Those are the only ones I saw. Oh, man. Well, whatever. I can do that manually. It's funny, though, because... Maybe you're like, Activo, like... <laughs> Activia. Um. Activia. <laughs> oh, well. But that's super cool. I didn't know that. I don't know if I'm actually going to be using it, but it's cool to, like... It's a, it's like yeah. a party trick. They bring it... They bring worlds like Harry Potter across platforms from... Even to your phones. Yeah. Bring an iPhone. That's <laughs> yeah, a little Please. upsetting. Not going to lie. Like, Siri is the thing they could use. But, like, it's not... Just it's not an app. It's just with the Google app. Very true. Yeah, but so, even I did it with the Google app. It didn't work for my with my phone. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. The hell, oh, well. Google. Come on. Download it, guys. Though. Oh, yeah. You don't have. Or, no, you don't have to buy download an it, Android, just, and then you're yeah. Good. If you no. have an Android, the Google app comes like pre-installed. So. So yeah. you just say it. Test mm-hmm. it out. That's it. Mm-hmm. All right. Anything else? Um. No. no. All yeah. right. We All can right. move on to Game of Thrones. Any of you guys watch Game of Thrones? Bum, bum, bum. I saw oh, season one. Love that was it. No. And I've seen some clips throughout the seasons. Clips everywhere, you know. Yeah. Um, I, I read two of the books and then they just got really confused. There's so many characters, so many. Um, mm-hmm. Each chapter is a new character. And then their stories told and stuff. And wait, seriously? Yes, it's, it's so much. It really is confusing. You have to write it down, really. <laughs> yeah, but like the books are huge. So how many characters are there? There's literally so many. It's insane. I mean, obviously because of the show, it's easy to visualize, easier. Mm-hmm. Um, but I couldn't keep going. I kind of would want to do it again, but again, it's very time consuming. But one of the interesting things about Game of Thrones is that. Um, the sixth season aired, which was Winds of Winter, before the book was released. So um, they told George R. R. Martin that he needed the book to be done by October of 2016. And he said, oh, back in May, he said, yeah, I can I can definitely do that. And October rolled around and he said, OK, how about January 1st? And he still didn't have the book written. And he was 
Um, he felt that he let down his fans and he felt really bad. But at the end of the day, it was not done. So the show kind of went without the book. So what do you guys think about these adaptations? Like the show is taking over the story more so. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm okay. This is weird that I haven't seen Game of Thrones or I'm not a Harry Potter fan because I'm like avidly a TV watcher and right, movie right. watcher and everything. But I have not seen Game of Thrones at all. And like I just like I said before, I'm not really into fantasy. But that's so weird to think about that like it's based on books and like they were going for how many seasons like with the book? Uh, well, the sixth season is the one they're on now. So they're literally just caught up and they're just going to continue. I mean, obviously, Martin okay. is helping and he's guiding them along, but they're just going, which it's never happened before, you know, where the book doesn't have the content before. So fans are, yeah. they just, they don't really know what's going to happen. They have theories and stuff, but there's no books to back it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. That's that's crazy to think about. Um, and another thing is that um, new characters were created exclusively for the TV show. So... In this show, there's someone named Alton Lannister, and fans have thought that he appears to be a character in the book, but he's just renamed, and he has kind of different um, features and stuff. Um, and they actually, what they said was they renamed him not to confuse watchers of, like, the family ties he's in. Um, and I feel like this is a little bit of an indication, do viewers get more confused than the people who read the books? Because they're kind of implying that people are just going to watch the show. Um so I feel like kind of they kind of leave a lot of stuff out so it's not as confusing for viewers because TV is such a different platform. Yeah, I don't know. That's so weird just because, like, if uh, – all right. Like, if anyone's going to get confused, you would think that it's the books, right? Right, right. like, book – the readers because, like, there's – um, like, there's just so many – people and you can't like there's no face to match it with Mm -hmm. like with a tv show you can even if like a there's like a like a laurel and a laura you can like be like oh laurel has brown hair and laura is blonde you know like you can differentiate right that in that way but like with books you can't it's all just based on your memory or like you flipping through the chapters like that you've already read Mm -hmm. and i think with the I know you haven't seen it, but the TV show is very graphic. Um, yeah. Some very intense <laughs> yeah. things. Even people will get angry, like rape scenes and just deaths all the time. Um, and obviously in the books, he doesn't go into detail with that. So I think that's very he interesting. He doesn't? Not, not, not to the extent at all. Um, really? I, I didn't know that. Yeah. he. That's not really what the books are about, you know, because the show is known for how gruesome it is. The books are definitely not. Yeah. Like the show is much of what I know about the show is like it's graphic sex scenes mm-hmm. and rape scenes and um, like murders and just everything that you don't really want to watch. But right. <laughs> but yeah, but like you, there's a line. You do. <laughs> um, yeah. So again, that's interesting. You know, how does the director take this into their own hands and do what they want with it as mm-hmm. opposed to, goes back to even like harry potter like Mm. just the differences is very it can change from fantasy to not horror but something along the lines of that just by the content yeah you Um, gotta gotta see if it i don't know i feel like it might even change like maybe some of the tones itself you know if Mm -hmm. you got a whole new writer in a sense yeah the show instead of i mean still even from book to to screen adaptation even with the book there's something still change some tones still change but like 
now it's even a step further. Oh, now you don't really have the books to back you up. Now it's like, fan fiction i guess i don't know yeah <laughs> kind of it's kind of like fan fiction in a way right um and what's interesting about that too is he says he you know because he's continuing to write them he's doing it very yeah. slowly but he says the show characters kind of influences how he writes the mm-hmm. characters so he's written a character they add a, a, adapted it to adapted 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 i'm sorry yeah. um <laughs> to the show and then he watches that and says oh i kind of like that better how she's portrayed mm-hmm. brings it back to the books so yeah, I just, I just think um, kind of as a wrap up, it's really interesting how they're intertwined now because, again, we've never seen something like this before. Um, and the show is now it's being a lot of people watch the show and they say, I don't need to read the books because now the show is the main story. Mm-hmm. So do you think that's going to be a common thing? Do you guys like watching the sh- something before reading it? Or are you guys really like reading the books? How do you feel about that? I don't know. Well, I'm can't speak to game of thrones mm-hmm. but i do try to read things before i watch them um especially if it's like a if it's just a one thing if it's just one book and one movie then it's easier but like um with hunger games mm. i read the first two books and i never got around to reading the third but i watched the th- the third and fourth movies which were based on the third book right mm-hmm. Which, like, I mean... Kind of cheating, but also you just want to watch it. <laughs> yeah, well, I just... I read the books as they were coming out originally. And, like, the second one was my favorite. And then I... Well, not my favorite, but, like, I, I liked the second one more than the first one. And, like, I tried to read the third one, but, like, it was when the third one was coming out. So, like, it was either sold out of the library, like, or someone had it at the library and I didn't want to pay for it. And, like, all my friends, like, were reading it and so I couldn't borrow it from them and stuff. And, like, a bunch of things just happened all at once. And so I just kept delaying it and delaying it and I just never got around to reading it. <laughs> I think that happens where, like, I'll decide when I watch the movie after if I want to read the book, like if I like the story enough. Because a lot of times I'm, I'm just to myself, I, I'm like, oh, I don't have enough time to actually read the book. So I'm going to see the movie and then decide, which is interesting. A lot of people kind of do that now. Yeah, I've done that a couple times too. All right. So that's what I have on Game of Thrones. Valentina, would you like to go? Yeah. So I have a few things. Um, I'm going to start by talking about Once Upon a Time. Mm-hmm. Um. Once Upon a Time is a TV show um, on ABC and it just, it brings, sorry. (laughs) So Once Upon a Time is a TV show on ABC that has a bunch of Disney um, fairy tales, like the Disney characters and stories and stuff that are based on fairy tales into one universe and one town actually um and so a lot of those like once upon a time is has a lot of things in their realm um that they've adapted so uh one of the major characters is snow white so they've got snow white that's from snow white (laughs) um snow white was originally written as uh, a grim fairy tale and then they've also, um, Once Upon a Time also has uh, characters like Jiminy Cricket from Pinocchio. Carlo Collodi uh, wrote um, The Adventures of Pinocchio in 1883, and he was Italian. 
Um, so that's based on a book. Um, they also have things like Rumpelstiltskin. They've got Beauty and the Beast. Um, they've got Red Riding Hood. They've got um, things like Wicked Witch of the West from like The Wizard of Oz. Um, so everything. Yeah, they have a lot of different things. And I'm just reading from the main cast right now. Like, um, they have a lot of different side characters, too. And, like, or not side characters, but um, smaller characters that have just, that have, like, a single arc. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of just characters in general in the show. But, um, so, yeah, have you guys seen Once Upon a Time? I have seen, not religiously or anything, just like, what is it, on Sunday nights or something? I Saturday think so, nights? yeah. Sunday nights, just like eating dinner with my family. Let's turn on the TV. Oh, that's on. Okay. I think it's cool they bring together so many different characters. Like, that's such a cool thing to do. Yeah. There's always a fan of something out there that they can attract to watch. It mainly features characters that are in the Disney universe, mm-hmm. but a lot of most the a majority of those characters are based on a lot of western literature, folklore and fairy tales in general. So, um I already mentioned a few of characters being written by the brothers Grimm. Mm. And the brother that see that's how you do a seg- segue Kirsten. <laughs> no, the brothers Grimm um wrote so many fairy tales and there's another TV show called Grimm that is going to be in its last season actually in its seventh and final no sixth and final season and the Grimm and Grimm the show is only based on the fairy tales written by the brothers Grimm and it's not as um like encompassing as Once Upon a Time because it is just the brothers Grimm Mm -hmm. what do you guys think about Grimm have you seen Grimm nope (laughs) <laughs> I haven't, but I think um, you're saying how they're adapted, and I think a lot of people, especially younger people, don't realize like these characters go back s- so far, um, yeah. and then they keep getting kind of readapted or reimagined through book and through movies. So now onto the TV. So I think I don't know, just that it keeps going and adapting in different ways depending on who's making it. It's really cool. Yeah, and Grim the show is at is not as obvious as Once Upon a Time with. Um, their things but um but like once upon a time has obvious characters like one of them is literally just snow white so she is <laughs> snow white and a lot of her character things are based on the fairy tale of snow white um but then uh grim each character is not exactly like one single character from the grimmest fairy tales like it's not like there is no single snow white there is um like they follow the storylines and stuff but it's not like in each character not all of them but some of them are creatures that are from the grim fairy tales but they're not actually single characters okay that's interesting yeah i think it's funny that there's two shows about this though like are they competing um i don't know i think it's funny there's just two shows on that instead of like why are they why did they separate yeah i don't know but well they're two different networks too fans of both yeah yes 
Grimm yeah, is know, on NBC. Yeah, I know that at least. And Once Upon a Time is ABC. on ABC. But Grimm, no, they actually they both started in in the same season. And they both started in 2011. Okay. Oh wow, they actually started one week apart. That's insane. Mm-hmm. Has to be something. Has to mean something. Coincidence. <laughs> I think not. How do you feel about the t- the um fairy tale TV shows? Do you watch them or enjoy that? I mean, I've seen some of Once Upon a Time. I watched it pretty religiously, like week to week, mm-hmm. and then it got to a point. I think, I think when I came to to school, I just lost it because I wasn't recording it. I didn't have it a, a on a DVR, so it was harder to watch. But other than that, I mean. I've seen the spare episode here and there just because it was on TV while eating dinner or something. And even then, I was like, seems like a lot. I think you have to really be into that genre. Yeah, you have to be really, in, be really into that stuff. I don't know. I was just like, like oh, there's Peter Pan. And then, like, they're doing something with, like, <laughs> with, like, Snow White's over there. And then, like, the Wicked Witch is over here. And then the Evil Queen's like, woo. And I'm yeah. like, I don't know what's going on, but okay. Yeah, I think you do have to, like, it can get confusing pretty easily. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Kirsten? Have you seen any of them? Um, no, I. That's personally not my thing, but I respect <laughs> that there are shows out there for people to, again, see adaptations of the same character. Yeah, I mean, Game of Thrones isn't my thing, so. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, um, and then another show that I wanted to talk about that's a, um, like has multiple characters in different universes, um, is Penny Dreadful. And Penny Dreadful is a show on Showtime. And have, do you guys know what Penny Dreadful is? I had wanted to watch it when I first saw the trailers and stuff. I was like, that looks so cool. Come to realize I don't have Showtime. <laughs> it's a big so, downside. yeah. Never got to see it. Yeah. So do you know what a Penny Dreadful is? Do you Isn't know where that? the title comes from? Honestly, no. Like a sad person? I don't know. No, so I didn't know what it was either until I actually started looking at the show, um, like researching the show, was Penny Dreadful, a Penny Dreadful is a, like in the mid eighteen hundred, mid to late 1800s, um, there was a series, or a series, a genre of stories that would um, like be published as serials in the newspaper that would cost a penny to read and they were really like gruesome and horror stories and so they were called penny dreadfuls i love that that's yeah so, i love them stuff like that that's so cool i always thought it was a person right I, a I, penny I too. <laughs> it's a girl named penny has a dreadful life yeah you exactly know, just yeah. down her luck <laughs> that's what i thought but no it's i didn't even know about this thing of penny dreadfuls so it was it's really cool to know so a lot of the characters in um the show penny dreadful is about um are those characters are based on characters from penny dreadfuls that were published so they have um dorian gray from the picture of dorian gray Mm. they've got um van helsing from Dracula, uh, they've got Dracula. Um, they have Victor Frankenstein and his monster from Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, which is not a Penny Dreadful, actually. 
Mary Shelley's Fran- Frankenstein was published as a singular novel mm-hmm. in like 18 Forever. I don't know it, like 50 years before Penny Dreadfuls were a thing but um they were like whatever and so they also have um Jekyll and Hyde from the st- strange case of mm-hmm. Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde and those were those are some of the main characters but they have like plenty of other people too they have a lot of uh vampires they have a lot of um side characters that are not from books but Mm -hmm. just interact with the the characters based on books and stuff and so yeah it's pretty cool i mean it's cool it's based off of books you know like Mm -hmm. even if people don't know what that it's still i feel like most stories do come from a book at the very beginning so that's really cool that it's you know more mainstream yeah absolutely mainstream if you have showtime (laughs) (laughs) True. That's true. But um the first couple seasons at least are on Netflix. So oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. If you've got Netflix. Uh, yeah. All right. So Kirsten, do you wanna talk about Twilight? Yeah, so you, you mentioned vampires. So we're gonna talk about Twilight, which don't cringe, you know, I know, I know. So <laughs> Okay, but what's interesting about Twilight is when the books first came out, it was not something people made fun of. It was decently, every you know, it was decently popular. And before the movies came out, like even I remember in my high school, um, was it high school? Yeah, people were talking about it. Like, oh, have you read this yet? My friend introduced me to it, and I personally have read the series twice. When before the movies came out, I was actually really into it. I'm sure now I would not like it, but (laughs) the fandom went from, you know, just people liking the books. And then I feel like when the movies came out, there's this huge trend to hate the franchise and like make fun of it. Um, Fifty Shades of Grey, as you know, is based off fandom. What is it called? Fan fiction 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 from Twilight. I don't know why I forgot that. Um, So it became this whole universe of you liked it and you hid the fact that you liked it or you avidly hated it. And it was a joke. So I think that's kind of a funny thing from the books to the movies how the fans changed about it um but another thing is that also you know people didn't like it but it did start a trend of young adult books turning into movies Mm -hmm. um quickly after twilight was the hunger games as we discussed and a lot more young adult novels did turn into movies so it started a cool trend of young adults uh young adult books turning into movies kind of making people read more and bringing these stories to life Mm mm-hmm so, did you guys like Twilight? Like, how do you feel after the fact? It's been quite a while. Um, I remember when a uh, when it, I think I remember the books being a thing when I was in middle school, and from what I remember of my opinion of it, I never read the books at all. I think I thought the books, even though I never read them, were like okay. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, okay, the book, like it's a thing. big, big, thick size book. I'm like, it's got to be decent. Sure, they were know? really big for whatever reason. <laughs> yeah, they were like. They're pretty thick, right? Yeah. Like 600 pages, yeah. maybe, minimum. Like That's pretty big. Right? Yeah. You wouldn't think that from the movies is pretty yeah, simple. Like, yeah, you. Th- I don't know. Like Just thinking about like how big the book was, you know, I'm like, you'd think the movie would be a little bit more with it. Right, right, right. You know, I remember, like, I never watched Twilight. I mean, the first time I watched Twilight was, like, in my film class. Easy. Not, like, a film class, but, like, oh. <laughs> you so watched a movie. <laughs> a senior class where you just watch movies and, like, have a quiz on it, you know. Mm-hmm. Really? That kind of film class. I'd love to take that class. Yeah, I took that <laughs> sophomore year, but whatever. And then we watched Twilight, and it was, like, 
nope. Uh, everyone just laughed the entire time. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I agree, you know. And then you watch like parodies online. You're like, yeah, there's a lot of uh, material to make fun of. To make fun of. But um, I think even though I never read the books, like just like from a outside cover, it looked fine. Mm-hmm. Like I'm sh- like I, I feel like the books are always better than the movies. Mm-hmm. So I don't think I ever really bash on the books because I assume the books were like way better than the movies of that were like uh, and yeah. i i personally think now the books probably again would be not too great but i think the quality <laughs> of content definitely changed from book to movie um mm-hmm. which can happen but um one thing that was interesting is that they did not spend much money on the movies at all like they did not use very good cgi stuff like that the yeah. first movie took 37 million to make and it made 191 million and a lot of kind of articles and stuff said this was because Twilight is very based on characters and the movies kind of had it easy because they had characters already established that they didn't have to really introduce as much. So they took it and kind of ran with the character stories and just the characters people already love from the book. So I think adaptations like that can kind of have an advantage sometimes because they already have like a fan base already created. Um, And obviously Twilight was a huge fan base before. So anything they could release movie wise, people would already love what they could see. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I've, like, thought about why people hate the books and Mm -hmm. movies so much. And, like, one reason that I haven't come up with this, uh, I've read this online, Um, one potential theory is that because it is centered on a teenage girl. Mm -hmm. I've read that, too. Yeah. yeah, So it's, like, trivializing, like, her thoughts and wants and feelings and everything. And, like, the director of the first one was Catherine Hardwick, and she, like, actually direct has directed some pretty great things. And since then, like, she was in the... She was one of the women in the running for... Um, to direct the uh, Wonder Woman movie. Um, mm. But now she's not doing that. <laughs> oh, what, what? I mean, I also... I think I also read it's also because um, the fan base is a lot... Is, like teenage girls yeah was like a huge fan base and it's like oh teenage girls and they're like oh boy crazy and right. you know romance and whatever yeah. like oh please it's just you know bulls so mm-hmm. definitely and the much of the book i i can't speak to this too much because i i again never finished the book i got like not even halfway through it and i was like i cannot finish this <laughs> but um like it just wasn't my cup of tea so to speak um but a lot of it was about Bella like wanting Edward and like she was stuck in this love triangle and stuff but it was a lot about her romantic feelings and things yeah a lot of people right? yeah a lot of people bash it from a feminism feministic standpoint um, because she was in this role of I'm choosing over a guy basically the whole time um, yeah. but a lot of people said too that she was kind of for feminism because she was playing her she was just playing her like gender role but like she embraced it stuff like that so it's like I think looking back a lot of people were like okay she wasn't a great role model because she kind of would do anything for Edward mm-hmm. um well didn't she like try to kill herself I mean she turned into a vampire for him which is like eternal life so that's that's a, a big step um yeah so it's like a very... I can't even keep a friend for like a, like a year let alone like well, your whole <laughs> rest of your being yeah so um and then when she, the baby scene was the worst thing i've ever that was very graphic in the book where she was like giving birth because it was a vampire 
okay, I don't want to be too... But she had to drink blood or something so the wow. vampire would live. It was the most graphic thing I've ever read. And I didn't see the scene in the movie, but I'm very interested how they adapted that for a teen movie. <laughs> all in all, Twilight, you know, pretty looked down upon now, but it did start kind of this thing of uh, young adult novels turning into movies, which is cool. Mm-hmm. All right. And we can go on to Valentina. Oh, no. They're doing oh. comics. I'm sorry. Comics. All right. We're going to switch... Switch gears here. Switch gears a little bit. Okay, if we're going comics, there's a lot of material to choose from. I'm gonna go go brief with this. There's a lot. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Netflix, they got all the Marvel shows on there, all really good. You know, Luke Cage, Jessica Jones, um, Daredevil, Iron Fist is gonna be coming out. I'm ashamed to say I haven't seen season two of Daredevil or Luke Cage. Um, I've been busy with life Honestly, so i'm in the exact same boat as you don't worry I, like they've been know. on my queue and defender is going to be coming out soon well not soon but it's going to be coming out eventually and it's bringing together all the other netflix shows into one thing which is really cool um yeah on the dc side uh you got shows like flash arrow supergirl which are popular i don't watch them but <laughs> Uh, I've seen like crazy popular. Yeah, like brother loves the Flash. So I don't know if he still does, but um, I've seen some clips here and there. It looks, it's like it's a different um, vibe, it's a different you know feeling <laughs> from the Netflix and even the um, the Marvel show on ABC, Agents of Shield. Mm-hmm. They have like a whole different thing going on. Uh, Wonder Woman trailer dropped today. Yes, I. Oh, yeah. All right, I'm not a huge fan of DC Comics. Like, Neither am I, but... Just because I haven't read them or anything, but Wonder Woman, it's just, she speaks to my feminist heart. I love her. <laughs> um, and the fact that they got a woman to direct Wonder mm-hmm. Woman makes me very happy. Um, but yeah, and there's pl- there's also the entire Marvel Cinematic Universe. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. The Marvel Cinematic Universe. The Avengers, Guardians of the, of the Galaxy. Um, what else is there? Spider-Man's going to be coming out soon. Spider-Man. Finally with Marvel instead of Sony. Yeah. But that's like a whole other thing. <laughs> uh, there's X-Men, but that's with Fox. Yeah, and, X-Men's uh, with Fox. Um, Fantastic Four is also with Fox, Is it I Warner think? Brothers, I think? M- Warner Brothers, something else. It's not with um marvel studios yeah though so it doesn't matter <laughs> yeah there's a whole thing See, i that. personally like don't kill me i've just never been a comic person but my brother um he had a comic book store for about a year and what's interesting is the comics are they do really well like they still mm-hmm. sell very off like they're still a very big thing for people and i think the shows mm-hmm. really help it come back to life and they can compare yeah. they can um you know, because they see new stories before they turn into movies sometimes. So I think that's really interesting and great, though, that they bring comics that are old back into kind of the realm of reading. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, um, I got into comics because of the movies. I like, me too. Like, I was so into the movies. I'm like, let me read some of the comics. And I bought a bunch of like different comics for like different characters and I got into it. I haven't read any in a while, but that's just, you know, just life gets in the way, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, but. And they were fun to read and stuff like that. And also, I was uh, I lo- I saw an article. I was talking about how like fanboys and fangirls get upset when uh, the TV shows change the canon of the comic books and like the stories yeah. in the comic books. And it's like there's a whole debate of like whether 
those shows and movies should stay completely true to the comic books or should they like stay mostly true go their own thing i don't know well like my opinion on that is very different from that because like i also like Mm. you got into the comics because of the movies and things Mm. um but like there's so many like for yeah there's so many like for captain america yeah little oh my god don't even there's 70 plus years of material to work from so like if they're acting they're cherry picking storylines and that makes total sense of course because they can mm-hmm. like it's not like something like twilight where one movie mm-hmm. corresponds to one book you know mm-hmm. like they have the an amount of materials that is so vast that they have the ability to cherry pick things and like with um captain america alone like captain america is my favorite me too. just saying me too me too, <laughs> me too. yeah but um like Civil War, yeah, that had, was is different, a, very, the, different yeah, very different from the comics, and it's a modernized version of it mm-hmm. of the storyline because the Civil War storyline was what like fifteen years ago. It was after nine eleven again too. Yeah, they brought it back, but like it was after nine eleven originally, and so like a lot of the, um, like the lead up to it. Mm-hmm like the cause for the civil war was because of 9-11 like um catastrophe kind of thing yeah and like in the movies it's the these battles at uh sukovia and sukovia is that the, the sukovia Accords, i yeah, guess the Isn't sukovia it? Accords, like that's and what, also scarlet witch messing up yeah that like that's yeah. the whole thing that oh spoiler alert if you haven't for a movie that came out like okay. last year <laughs> but um like uh well at least civil war came out this year but last year was it's like in the first 15 minutes don't even yeah yeah whatever it's all in the trailers anyways but um like they it's very different how the civil war is caused from the movies to the comics and Mm -hmm. also like which characters are on each side Mm -hmm, yeah is different and just the amount also, the number of people. Yeah. They can't have all of them in the movies. Yeah. Like, um, Kirsten, you were talking about before with Game of Thrones, like, people getting confused with the amount of characters. Right. Like, if people... If the movies were to have all the characters that were in the comics, people would get very confused. And also, like, there's different things with m- movies. Like, you need actors for that. And, like, actor contracts didn't work out, like... um for everyone to be in it and mm-hmm. stuff so it just it doesn't always work out how you want it to be yeah i think they have to also remind like remember the general audience that yeah, did not think, read the comics they mm-hmm. have to just keep think, it yeah. simple as possible mm-hmm. i think of that's the, that's the thing it's like they want to you know you want to cater to the fans of the comics but you also you also got to you know you got to get that general audience to get those to get that money in mm-hmm. and you know, to keep its popularity up yeah kind of, thing. of course and like it, because not everyone knows about the comics and if they're going to talk about one storyline like if if like going back to civil war if they were to have all the characters and stuff from the comics they would have to have like so much um exposition mm. and backstory because like you have to explain why all those characters have those alliances and stuff and like why Steve Rogers is not the same Captain America as 
um, in, in the movies and the books. And so like you just, there's just so much to explain kind of going away from fantasy Mm. um, and just superheroes and comics, comic books and stuff. Um, One other thing that we're going to talk about is um, Reese Witherspoon. And that might, that name might mean a lot to you and it might mean nothing to you. And you might be like, what's, what are you talking about Elle Woods for? But, um, Mm -mm -mm. (laughs) disappointing. But she, Reese Witherspoon, as an actress, um, found that in the past, recently in her career, she has uh, not um, been able to find substantial roles for her to play as like an quote unquote aging actress, um, which she's like, she's so young, I feel she's like 40. I don't know. Instead of just moping around and being like, oh, where are all the good roles? She decided to um, start a production company and uh, her production company is now called um, Type A Productions or Type A Films. Sorry. And it was formerly Pacific Standard Films with, um, and she had a producing partner, uh, Bruna Papen, Papandrea, I think is how you say it. Um, they were friends and she became her, they became producing partners. But um, now it's, they've have since split and now it's just uh, type A films. And so Reese Witherspoon has, with that company, has produced um, Wild, which she starred in and was nominated for multiple Oscars for um, as both as an actor and a producer. Um, Gone Girl. My fave. Which she was not in. Um, she had, has produced, uh, she's also produced um, Hot Pursuit. Oh, but yeah. she was not, that one was not um, necessarily within her production company um and she has also been producing uh big little lies broken and truly madly guilty um so broken is a tv show that is in pre-production right now like they haven't started filming um but big little lies and truly madly guilty are both based on books written by leanne moriarty and Reese Witherspoon is in both of those um, projects. Um, and so what do you guys think about that? Like, here's Reese Witherspoon, an actress, just going to books and making her own movies rather than, like, actually waiting for movies to be submitted to her. I love that it's called Type A. Like, that's genius. <laughs> um, I also... I really did like Gone Girl. Um, I read the book first and then I saw the movie and they lined up really well, actually. Like, it was very, very similar to each other. Um, And Gone Girl was honestly a really, really great movie. And I didn't know she had any part to do with it. So that's really just great and kind of inspiring to just take stuff into your own hands and kind of work around what you, if you need to get, you know, to your goal, Mm -hmm. um, just work around until you find out how to do it. And she's obviously succeeding in it. So I love that. Yeah, definitely. And Wild was the first book that um, she produced, but since then, she's done quite a few, as mm-hmm. I listed it before. Um, Maybe a lot of people see this and do it themselves, which would be really interesting, too. 
the actors kind of take the role of behind the scenes. Yeah, I mean, there's plenty of uh, actors that have moved behind the camera instead of being in front of it. Like, uh, take George Clooney, Mm -hmm. uh, Ben Affleck, Brad Pitt. Why am I only naming guys? Okay, but they're great. (laughs) But, um, yeah, and, like, here's this woman who's decided she didn't find, like, she wasn't finding good characters for her to play and characters that and projects that she felt passionate about and decided to look for her own stories. Right. That's, yeah, that's great. Yeah. It could start a trend. Definitely. So what about a uh, series of unfortunate events? All right, guys, to just wrap up this podcast today, um, series of unfortunate events, I'm sure you've heard of it. It was 13 books. Um, and it did have a movie with Jim Carrey, which he, I think he did great. Um, I love that movie. Right. It's just, it's just so different. Even the stories of the books are so different. Mm -hmm. So there's 13 books. The movie did cover three of them. Um, it was pretty successful. Um, I don't know. I feel like when it came out, like I knew it was coming out, but not everyone was excited about it, but it was successful and they wanted to make a sequel, but they never did. So now they're having a series on Netflix, which is really popular to, have your things on Netflix because people know, as we saw on the streaming podcast, if you haven't heard that, um, <laughs> people know that Netflix does succeed. So they, they're they putting it on there. It has um, Neil Patrick Harris and a bunch of other actors. Um, and we have a little clip of it, so we can listen to that. Rich! It's horrible. Awful. You haven't the faintest idea. Oh, so that's intense. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So I, I think I'm definitely going to check that out because I loved the books when I was little. It was one of my favorite series. Um, and it's just interesting to put it into, a, I guess, TV show format. I'm not really sure, but Netflix format. And um, with big star Neil Patrick Harris. So we'll see. I'm sure I'm sure it'll do great. And I'm definitely going to check it out. Definitely. So it's going to be eight episodes okay. on Netflix. So it's going to be a TV show. That's so, such a strange medium, but I'm surprised it's not like 13, like the number of books, but. Oh, knows? that would have been good. Right. But we'll see, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I loved the series of unfortunate events books as a kid. Um, I didn't get around to reading all of them, but I read, I think most of them. I feel like they're very memorable childhood thing yeah i read none but i do remember what they looked like yeah <laughs> true they're very distinct yeah. yeah the cover art was great oh it's beautiful and they were wrote, written by a pseudonym right and just the whole um i love the backs of the books if you read them it was like don't read this book it's bad yeah scary things inside it was just so intriguing to me so do you guys have any other th- things to bring up final uh, things final thoughts or any other books that turned into movies or tv shows that you'd love to bring up how many shakespearean uh plays have been turned into movies and um Too many? a lot yeah and one of my here here's a little trivia i don't know if you guys have watched clueless do you guys like that movie clueless never seen i know it. i'm like against the what i should but no, no. Oh, man. All right. Well, it's an amazing movie. It's one of my f- top five, actually. But um, it was actually based on Emma, 
by Jane Austen. Oh uh, yeah, I've heard that. That's yeah. I love. I've yeah, it's that. so. F- you never know. It's so like different and stuff, but it it's actually pretty, like plot wise it's pretty true to the books i think once you find out stuff like that you pay attention and you're like this makes sense mm-hmm. yeah and clueless came out in 1995 based on emma and then in 1996 there was a movie called emma based on the book emma um and that was when gwyneth paltrow won her first oscar mm. see remakes sometimes even if it was just made it happens and you get lucky yeah <laughs> And there's plenty of other Jane Austen novels to be turned into books and remade and remade again. Pride, Prejudice, and Zombies. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. And one of my other favorite classics is Jane Eyre. And that's been turned into a couple movies and and stuff. Yeah. Like you said, though, there's a lot to work with with books. You can kind of pull what you want and make up what you don't. It's Mm -hmm. a brand new story for you. Definitely. And like the universe is already created, so you... Yeah, that's great. So, guys, I think that's it for us. Uh, What's something in pop culture that you guys want others to pay attention to? You want to remember? Getting near the end of my Criminal Minds binge, so if anyone wants to get in on that, great show. (laughs) Been around for like 11 years. A little late. Yeah, it's still on (laughs) right now, but like on TV right now. But yeah, I really liked it. Cool. Well, um, this is not pop culture, really, so sorry. But I'm going <laughs> to uh, a concert next Tuesday, Animal Collective, if you've ever heard of this oh, band. No. If not, I mean, it's it's not for everyone. But I'm excited, and concerts and music are fun. So yeah. go listen to them. What kind of music are they? I feel like you wouldn't like them. It's just, like, repetitive noise, basically. <laughs> um, I don't know what appeals, what I appeal to to them. But it's it's interest, It's different, that's for sure. It's just noises. <laughs> That's so weird. No, I I really can't explain it to you. I'm sorry, but all right. Well, one thing I've been watching. Um, last week we talked about Amazon, Amazon Prime, mm-hmm. and now or not last week, but last episode, and now uh, recently they've ha- premiered their show Good Girls Revolt, and that was based on a book called Gr- Good Girls Revol- Revolt, which was telling the history of uh, this massive lawsuit against Newsweek from the women that worked there that they weren't um, being, they weren't advancing in their positions. And so they sued the company for, um, they sued the magazine for, uh, for discrimination. And so the show is a fictionalized version of that. And it's so good, That guys. sounds really... That sounds like something I would love. It's so good. I've got... There's eight episodes. I've got two left. Mm, you're getting so to the good, good... I love when you have two or three episodes left. You try to, you know, cherish them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, great. I will definitely check that out. Yeah. Should. All right, guys. Well, All right. that's it for us. See you next time. You can follow us on Twitter at The Popped Show. Uh, find us on Facebook. We are Popped Podcast. And um, you can find all of our show notes and things at our w- WordPress site, thepoppedshow.wordpress.com. Yeah. And be sure to be sure to subscribe to us on SoundCloud. Please. Yeah, please. <laughs> that way you'll always have, have us in your little in feed. Your, your ears? 
fingers. We'll yeah. always have our voices. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bye. Bye.